Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome, everybody. To believe in the Dallas Cowboys, I'm Jeff Cavanaugh, alongside my dear friend and the great and wonderful and powerful former Cowboys wide receiver Jesse Holly. Good afternoon, Jesse Holly. How are we, brother? I'm good, man. Uh, just chilling up here at the Star, you know, doing my thug fizzle. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Now, Jesse, you told me before the show that this is going to be real nice, but before we started the show, you texted me this morning. And it was the word toughness 73 times. And you somehow made it go on my phone like pew, 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 and shoot the word toughness everywhere. So I thought maybe you'd be coming in here doing a little hating on the Cowboys versus Broncos practice, but you're telling me that's not happening. No, I, I just I do want to clarify though, toughness. Because I think there's a misconception of what toughness is. Toughness is not, at least from my perspective. And I think the biggest thing is when you watch practice and you hear the you hear the tones of this cowboy team is not tough. This cowboy team is this or that or whatever. To me, toughness isn't picking six fights. That's not that's not toughness. That will never be toughness to me. Toughness to me is when a guy tries to pick a fight, you line back up and then you bust him in the mouth. In the, in the framework of the play. So when you see like, oh, Broncos started some fights with us, the play that I go back to, and I watched it, no lie, I've watched it 70 times. The play that I go back to is the Zeke Elliott run. So he got blown up. And it's not about the part that blown up. Like, I don't care about that part. I don't care about any of that. But when you go back and you watch that play, when you see Bradley Chubb hit him, and he walks off and he does his celebration. Fine, whatever. But watch the heads of the Cowboys offensive linemen. Turn, walk. And they just walked away. They all hung their heads and walked away. And that, to, to me, toughness is tone. I wanted some guys, I don't care. They don't, don't, you ain't gotta go tackle Bradley Chubb. But run and go pick, it, run and go pick Zeke up first. <laughs> then secondly say, coach, Run that bleepy bleep again, because next time I'm a I'm a I'm a bury this dude. See, I, I like I don't care about the fighting, but what I do care about is that you're saying that I'm not going to allow anyone to dominate me in a manner of which they were dominated in a lot of that practice. A lot of times, Broncos were in the backfield. They should have came, like, you're just as a man. When I look at a team that, for most of these guys, were on this roster less than a year ago where the same Broncos team came in and broke foot all up in your 
hind part. Your your butt bottom. Your bottom. Yeah. Butt. Butt your, bottom. Your, your John Brown hind parts. Mm -hmm. That's enough for me. That's enough for me. So when I get a chance to come out here again, I don't care about fighting you. You know, the fights, the fights should have been started when I'm pancaking you into the ground and I'm using your face mask to get up. Now you want to fight because I just dominated you. The fight should be when I get on the second level to the linebacker and I drive him to the goalpost. The fight should be is that when we're running crack sweep and safety, you're coming down, that I ear hole you. That's where the fight should be. The fight because you pointed your finger in my face. You, you want to fight? Fight because I've been kicking your butt all day. That should be what the fight is about. And for me, when you're talking about trying to formulate a tougher team and to be a tougher team, what toughness looks like, toughness to me looks like total domination. What Michael Parsons was doing on the, on, 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 on the defensive field. When they're saying, I don't care where you put him at, we can't block this mofo. That's toughness to me. See, what Michael Parsons puts on the uniform, he's trying to dominate you. Like, there is no question about that. It, it also helps that he can. Right. Like, I, think it, that, I think part of it is, like, and, there, and nobody wants to fight Michael Parsons either because he'll also beat you up. Um, but, like, one of the scuffles was Terrence Steele really finishing a block. Like, he finished it, and then he finished it some more. And then they tackled him and ripped his helmet off. And it was like, yeah, because of what I did. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, but well, the one, it, yeah. it took you to get dominated four or five other times in that practice for you to finally get the get, get the get the get, get the notice that hey, these guys aren't your friends. <laughs> these guys are here to kick your butt too and to make a football team. Yeah, and to me, I think to me the the most. Uh, it's weird because we haven't even played a preseason game yet, right? And uh, Neville Galmore after the practice cracked me up because I've gone hiking in Colorado, which is basically the exact same as playing NFL football. Uh, and you realize you get out of breath faster. Neville Galmore after the practice was like, yeah, after the first couple of reps, um, my check engine light was on. Uh, it's different up here. And honest to God, that's what I was wondering because the Zeke play, Steele's the one that jumps out to me because he sees the whole thing. Like Terrence Steele, Steele saw the whole thing. He saw Zeke try to cut back on a play that you can't cut back because the backside defensive end is going to be unblocked. Right. Unblocked defensive end blows him up. And then Steele's just kind of uh, 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 back to the huddle. And I was like, is that just out of breath or disinterested? Or because there is kind of an unwritten rule in the we don't tackle portion that, like, you don't have to go punch or tackle him. But yeah, it's the rule. I got to go run up on this guy and be like, "Hey, what the hell, bro? You don't you don't hit my guy." And I wondered if they were just tired. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt because they were in Denver, and it was just like I'm tired or just defeated. Because I tell you what, it was Terrence Steele, Tyler Biotish, Connor McGovern. Like they took turns getting their asses kicked. And I wonder if he was just like every time we call a run play, we lose three yards, and I'm just this isn't a lot of fun because that offensive line did not look like they were having a fun day because they were just taking turns getting their asses kicked. So that sounds like an excuse to me. I just no, and it's yeah, I don't know, I don't like it's yeah. When Zeke, I, I was really surprised. I don't think there's a lot of NFL teams that a 15 million dollar player would get hit that hard in a we don't tackle practice, and nobody would have at least run up to the guy, especially like when he celebrated it, because like you're not gonna, you your reaction should be. And I would have thought in the NFL the way it is today that a big time defensive end and a big time running back, like if he did that to him, that in that setting 
he would have picked him up and be like, shit, my bad. Right. But like he celebrated it. Like, no, we're here to hit you. It was intentional. That wasn't yeah. a mistake. You know yeah. what it's because a mistake would have been like, oh, I, I you know, I even try to grab him and keep him up and maybe we fall together. But like you said, pick him up real quickly. That was intentional. That was, I'm gonna lay a boom on you because again, every chance we get, I'm gonna set the tone that I'm dominating. At the end of the day, and and you know, and 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 shout out to to William Friend. We appreciate you. I appreciate you. Jeff's appreciate you for listening to the show. But this is the part cooks my grits. It's just practice. It's just practice. It's just pra I keep hearing that. It's just practice. It's just practice. It's just it's just preseason. It's just practice. Well, where in the hell are we going to start preparing for the season? Like, then why have practice? Then not that's not have practice because. My thought process was when it came to practice that this is where we're going to work on things that we're actually going to do in the football game. So if we're not taking practice serious and practice doesn't matter to people. What the hell are we doing it for then? Like what? Maybe I'm old school. I'm getting to that point, Jeff. I got all, look at all these grays. I'm getting I these see, grays. Yeah, I got them too. And when I cut my hair, they show up even more right there. My wings. And maybe I'm getting to the point of, you know, get off my lawn. Hey, old man, you're out. You're out of you're out of touch. You're out. Whatever it may be. But I look around and I go, well, if not in practice, where? No. And the only thing that I say, like my preface for all of that is the fact that they, the offensive line got their butts kicked and that they didn't stand up for one of their players and like whatever else you took away from that practice. Uh, the fact that any of that happened when we're still this far from the season, does that have to be a predictor that they won't be able to run the ball? No. Does it have to be a predictor that Terrence Steele is going to be bad? No. Does it have to be a predictor of anything? No. But at the same time, all we can talk about right now is what we've seen right now. And like well, what you saw in that Denver practice was a cause for concern where I'm going to go through the preseason games and be like, Hey, how often are you guys going to play Terrence Steele? And can we stop pretending Connor McGovern's going to play any left guard? Cause he sucks. Put Tyler Smith in for all the snaps. Is Tyler Beata strong enough to be an NFL center? Like those are the things that you take out of that practice individually, because I don't think that like in that practice, you could go, man, Dak Prescott to CD Lamb was a lot of fun. Micah Parsons is badass, but there's other things in there that you go. Okay. Well, you got a few weeks left, and my early indicator is that this offensive line, y'all can't block. And then you know, like, and, and and again, we're talking about practice. The one written rule is, and everyone quarterback does it, they wear the red jersey. So even what amount of those plays that were completions that might have been tuck and runs, throwaways, sacks, hits, right? Because even though guys are getting around him and Dak may step up and knowing him to complete the football. What's one of those, you know what I'm saying? Like the pocket breaks yeah. down. It, 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 when the pocket breaks down, Dak's just not going to stand in there, but he knows in practice that I can, and I, I'll complete it down the, you know, down the field. So, you know, so even when you see some of that stuff, I, I'm looking and I'm saying, okay, well, that might've been a sack that might've been, you know, a tuck and run that might have been a check down or a throwaway. So even though completions I'm looking at, because I, I, I like you, I'm looking at this offensive line and I understand and know that if this offensive line, is it like you said, like, you know, is this a predictor of what the season will be? I don't know. I look at it, it says this looked like a continuation of what I saw last year. And that isn't, a, <laughs> that isn't a good thing of seeing the last thing that I saw about, 
offensive linemen not being really good an indicator heading into the season this is this is this is a continuation I, I didn't see anything revert in a different pivot and go back in a different direction of greatness or overall uh improvement across that line no and i like that'll have to be it's what's interesting is like the cowboys I've talked to enough people around the organization to know that like the people they added this off season, the draft and everything, they literally factored in and wanted to come into the season and be more physical, tough, whatever you want the word to be. And then the first opportunity to go up against another opponent, like they didn't do it. Uh, I had to go back and see if Tyler Smith was the left guard on that play because somebody in the chat had a good point. Where is it? It was something about, uh, yeah, like who's setting the tone and culture. Like the defensive side of the ball, we didn't get to see as much because it was whatever cameras were allowed to show us on whatever you were watching, right? But on that side, there were no scuffles. There were no fights. And if there were going to be a scuffle or a reason for one, because Micah Parsons exists and because J. Ron Curse exists, I know the Cowboys are going to be fine in that department. When the Cowboys' offense is on the field, I don't know who that is because, like, Zach Martin's an incredible player, Tyron Smith's an incredible player. But they're also not super edgy. Like, is the yeah. rookie is the rookie left guard the dude that brings the edge on offense? Is it the? It ain't the center. It ain't the Pro Bowl offensive lineman. That just it doesn't, and it doesn't look. It also doesn't have to. I guess it's just something I'm thinking about because, like on defense, I know who brings sort of the fire, the edge, the dog, and on offense, I don't. Dak. I mean, Dak was the dude talking shit to the Broncos. Dak was talking to their defensive line. <laughs> like, is it Dak? That's that's your tough guy. That's your quarterback. That doesn't work. That doesn't work in this league, man. If your quarterback is the toughest dude, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. I don't see that working very well. If the quarterback is is the one toughest dude on the, and and sets the and sets the nastiness tone, that that's that's nasty. That's nasty. We need to let Parsons play some offense. And you know the crazy part about it? He probably would be good at it. Oh, I bet he'd be a great running back. <laughs> he probably <laughs> that, that would, That's the insane part about, um, you know, but again, you know, just trying to, for, and, 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 and next week, I know we have the, we'll talk more about the scrimmage on Saturday. It don't get easy for this offensive line next week in that joint practice. Like, because you thought if this was tough, you got some dudes that's coming that you got to go see next week with with Bosa and 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 Khalil and company. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. And I've been watching like watching Terrence Steele throughout camp while I was out there. I was like, oh my God, Terrence Steele's getting beat a lot. And then in your brain, you're like, yeah, but he's also getting beat a lot by Micah Parsons and Tank Lawrence. And then Micah goes out against the Broncos right tackle and has 15 sacks in their work. And like, it's like, it's okay, okay, okay. But then you're watching the Broncos. You're like, oh, they're beating Terrence Steele too. Oh God, oh God, oh God. And there's a fair point in the chat there. Like the dude who after that Chubb hit would have charged him up, it was Lyle Collins. That's who would have done it. True. That is, that is who would have done it. But we, yep. didn't, but we don't need him. There's no Dez running around who's going to set the tone. You're, you're like, you know, and, and be ready to start. And again, I, I don't- Dez go get beat up. Like he'll go get beat up by Wilcox and Patman and anybody else who could actually fight, but he wanted to do it because it was fun. Yeah, and I, I'm, not, I'm not looking for a fight. I'm, I'm looking for, uh, uh, I just want guys to want to dominate. 
Like, I just want guys to want to dominate. Well, in the Zeke play, it's, it's really – it's not about, like, running over there and throwing a punch. It's literally about, look, the structure of this practice. And our coach before, McCarthy told anybody, if you throw a punch, you're out. You're done. Like, you're not going to play anymore in this practice. So, like – and maybe he shouldn't have said that. Maybe that makes you take the edge off. But it's just that, you know, like, one of my – teammates just got taken to the ground in a place where we're not taking people to the ground. So I have to inform you politely with my face mask against yours that we're not doing that shit or you, or you also will be on the ground and it just didn't happen. I I, I'm telling you, Jeff, I watched that play so many times. Steel is the worst. Cause you're just like, what do you, you saw the whole thing and he just and like literally the heads were like, <laughs> and I was like, they were tired. Like, all, all right, that, like, you got to muster up some energy. Like, if you're tired, start a fight, you'll get a break. You'll get a break while everybody's calmed down. Like, just just don't let – I don't know. I mean, I don't want to beat a dead horse. Um, so what are you looking for in Saturday's scrimmage? Like, what are you looking for? You, you know, Dak's not going to play. Zeke's not going to play. CD's not going to play. You know, Tyron, who walked um, – reports are he walked off the field and, and, was, and was hurt. So you might not see him. But – you know, we'll see. Uh, we're watching the guys that we're watching the guys that you were competing with when you were trying to make the team, like Cavante Turpin. Uh, I think he's going to make the team because he's going to be the Cowboys returner. But I want to see him do it. Um, I want to see Simi Fihoko not be a guy that is, hey, he made a bunch of plays in camp and then stopped showing up when the games are here. Dennis Houston too. Uh, but that's also cheating because we're wide receivers. Uh, so yeah, like though, and if Will Greer can't play, those poor wide receivers are screwed because he's got a groin right now. And if mm. he can't do anything today, they're not gonna let him play tomorrow. And if Danucci's playing, the receivers are screwed. There's no point in even going out there because he can't play football. He's bad. Uh, and it's so, like that's that's it. And I know like for most people, it's like hey, NFL football is back. But all these preseason games that aren't the Cowboys. I'll see them like on wherever I am, and I don't pay attention because I don't give half a crap about who the 46th guy is in New England. In Dallas, I do. <laughs> so, like, I'm watching it. Is Josh Ball going to keep getting his ass kicked? Because right now you have a swing tackle that sucks. Right now, if Tyron Smith went down, your guy who's going to fill in for him, you're going to have a uh, – what was the dude? You're going to have a Chaz Green game. Your, your left tackle is going to give up six sacks. That's what he looks like today. And so now let's go play a game and let's see multiple quarters of your swing tackle playing against maybe NFL second stringers. And when they keep whipping his ass, Hey Jerry, you better go sign somebody. Do you have to sign a receiver? Do you have to sign a tackle? Stuff like that is kind of right. what I'm looking for. Yeah. I'm looking to me. I'm, I'm looking at that defensive front. I'm looking at guys who, and, and, and specifically the defensive tackles. I, I want to see what, of those guys who have been in, you know, whether it's Bohanna or Osa, those big guys in the middle, because it, right now they got too many. So there's odd men out up there. But but let, let's let's what, what movie was that? When they broke the only one of y'all coming out of here. Dark Knight so, tryouts. Yeah, so I want to I want to see who's going to come out of here because I love the signing of Anthony Barr. I think I think Landon Layton is going to be good now that he doesn't have the pressure on having to be. The man, right? He's like, you look at Michael Parsons, you say, oh, Anthony Barr's going to be pretty good. And then, oh, by the way, there's Leighton Vanderrug. I think in that role, he's, he shines better in being a piece instead of being the centerpiece. So having him be in that piece, I think he's going to play a much better role. But it does us no good if those guys are being touched for five yards 
down the field because guards just centers are just coming off the line and 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 and, and getting to the second level and blocking Micah and blocking uh, Anthony Barr or at least getting a piece of Micah on his way somewhere uh, or or getting a you know a helmet on or or washing or watching Leighton Vanderus through the play. So that's why I want my, my, my focus is going to be yes, the offensive line, but I'm, I'm going to be locked in so focused on that defensive front because if the Cowboys are going to win football games this year, I don't believe that this offensive line is going to be good. And that's going to hurt this offense significantly. They're going to have to be able to really and truly be able to be Dan Quinn. It's going to be your show now, buddy. Like you, you it's going to be the Dan Quinn show. How how and what ways can you get this defense to be a turnover maven defense? I don't know if that if Diggs is going to get 11 interceptions in another season. That's not going to happen. A large percent amount of money that he won't get 11. Um, but what other ways can you create some pressures and make defenses make offenses feel your presence to allow Micah to line up at right at left in the middle? Hell, even drop him back. You know, uh, every now and again in coverage, he can catch the ball really well. So I think, but that's solely going to be dependent upon can the guys in the middle stop team from saying, oh, okay, well, if Mike is standing there, we're just going to run the opposite way and block you guys up and let Mike just use his speed and run around the play. And we're going to, he's going to be coming one way, we're going to be going the other way for a five or six yard game. William, first man in the super chat today. Let's go. Said, have a beer on me this weekend. Cheers to good mental health. Question for Jesse, which of the young wide receivers fighting for a spot do you believe the Cowboys should keep? Do you have a guy? Do you have a Cowboys wide receiver that you like? You know what? It's Noah Brown. And here's why. Noah's been here for how many years? This is year six or seven. Noah is Noah. This is what Noah Brown is. <laughs> right? Like, they're like, like that's the ceiling. So my thing is, is, can you do enough to keep those young pups off your butt? Because if Noah is doing, if if Simi if if Simi who's in his second year, if Houston's who's a, who's a rookie, if other guys are are showing me just enough that you're doing, that I'm gonna go with the younger guy. I'm I'm, I'm gonna go with this guy who's in year two or uh, in year one, because I'm saying you are who you are, and there isn't much that you can go from here. Like you're not gonna get any taller, you're not gonna get any faster, you're not gonna get. This is who you are. So if, if these guys are, are nipping at your heels, then I might just say, you know what? I'm going to go with the guy, Semi Fahoku, who's a little bit taller, a little bit faster, um, and maybe can make more plays down the field for me than you or this other rookie kid who, who, who's come on and they really like. So I think all of those things, uh, you know, for Noah, he has to come out and play. And somebody says, like, you know, Noah Brown is better than Debo Samuels. I don't know where you got that from. Or He's saying according to Kellen Moore. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, no, that's no, not. This is, and maybe it's just because of the opportunities, because of all the wide receivers are hurt or they don't have any real NFL starters. But like Noah Brown, this is the best camp I've seen him have by far. I feel like when Garrett was here, like I don't know if they wanted him to, but he was just a big old like come in here and block receiver. And this year, he's probably lost fifteen pounds, and like he's moving really, really well. I think Noah has been the second or third best receiver in camp. So I just wonder how many they're going to keep. Like, normally it would be six. On this group, you might only keep five. You got to think, okay, CD. CD, Tolbert, Brown. 
See Tobit Brown. You're keeping Turpin because he's going to be your punt kickoff returner. So that's I four. Think Turpin and probably Simi. But what do you so? I mean, unless you want to keep <laughs> Dennis Houston or TJ Vasher or I mean, even though guys are hurt, they're still taking up roster spots, right? Are they? You got to still have no. So, well, it depends. Like Michael Gallup on pup, that's not a roster spot if he's on pup. Like he'll have to miss four weeks if you believe him on pup. But right. that's what I think is going to happen. I think he's going to miss four weeks, and you're going to okay. have a roster spot. Okay. So, yeah, that's going to be tough, man. That's going to be that's going to be that's going to be a tough situation. I mean, and then at some point in time, those other two guys are coming back. So then, you know, you got to cut two other guys. Those yeah, guys two guys are coming back. Uh, if the two guys are coming back, I wonder if one of them's ever going to make it back. James Washington didn't do anything in camp before he got hurt. I mean, he was starting. He didn't do anything. I I, I wasn't impressed with the signing from the start. <laughs> he's. So, I mean, they paid him one point one million dollars as oh, just over league minimum for how long he's been in the league. He had no guarantees. They brought him in to try to survive until Gallup got back because they were looking for anybody who'd caught passes in the NFL. I don't. I would not be surprised if he got cut as soon as he was healthy. I wouldn't be surprised so, at all. I mean, so so probably five because you look at the other needs that you may you may have. You got to go find some offensive linemen. Like you have to. You, you really – I don't know how professional evaluators can sit there and go, Ball, um, Williams, and all these guys, these are going to be my swing tackles. These are going to be my guys who are my backups. Like you can't realistically go into the season knowing. and Because Tyron's going to miss game, guys. Sorry. Tyron hasn't played a full season in almost six or seven years this year. So at the end of the day – if I have to now go play ball or swing Terrence over there and put someone like when you start doing all that kind of stuff, I don't know. That's gross. By the way, we want to thank our friends at Bet Online. They're the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. If you saw that practice of the Cowboys against the Broncos, maybe you should bet on the Broncos. Uh, this tomorrow, Bet Online. They continue to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting props and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device today to join today. And that's a lot of today's to make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe50, B L E A V 50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Um, what O line for agents are out there? There's dudes out there. Like I have to look them up, but there's dudes out there that were NFL starters last year that are capable that are just hanging around waiting for injuries in their paychecks. And there are teams that don't want to pay. Um, what is the rule? If you're a vested veteran and you sign during you're, camp, if you're on the roster. If you're on the roster, first game of the season, your salary is fully guaranteed. So no they might what. be. They might wait this one out a little bit. Yeah. And see and have an agreement, a wink, wink, with some guys who are out there, where it's like, hey, hang tight. Hey, we got week, you. Two, week, week two, we're coming to get you. Yeah. Because now and then it's week by week. All right, Jesse, you so got anything week. else before we get out of here? Um, hey, uh, I don't know if you guys noticed this yet, but uh, yesterday debuted the um, the Dallas Cowboys series of, um, of Deep Blue documentaries. Um, so there's a documentary out called Mindset. So go ahead and check that out. It's about the mental health in the National Football League from a player's perspective. Dak Prescott is in there. 
uh, Hayden Hurst is in there. Charles Haley is in there. Isaiah Stanback is in there. Um, uh, Psychiatrists are in there. A lot of people are in there. Your boy, Jay Holly's in there. So go and check that out, man. I have not seen it yet. Okay, Mind Games. Yeah, Mind Games. Uh, the documentary series. Yeah, and I saw that you were in it, and I saw that it was mental health related, so I'm going to watch that today. I bet yes. that's badass. I bet that's incredible. Okay. I love you, Jesse. Have love a good week. Uh, everybody out there, thank you for listening. Thank you for checking us out. Thank you to Bet Online. This is Believe in the Cowboys. And remember, you have no idea what anybody's going through. Speak cool to everybody. I love you. Bye. I the contingencies. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.